Most people will agree that we are living in very curious times. With all the craziness in this world, we should be looking at our own situation and think of ways that we could live more frugally. Hey, this is episode 743 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On this episode, Thrifty Living in Uncertain Times with Lydia Byler. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website. But from time to time, I interview members of the preparedness community who can bring a ton of value and information to your preparedness. Links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top 10 preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top 10 articles from Prepper website sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top 10 are in the show notes. But even if you're not wanting to get the top 10, you should still visit my link and see what I'm doing over there. I'm using Buy Me a Coffee as my social media and connecting with you there. All right, everyone. Not too long ago, I sent out a survey. I did it on the podcast. I also did it on Prepper website. I think I even sent it out to the email group. And I was asking, you know, what kind of things are you preparing for right now? And some of the biggest things were, of course, health. Those are like the the big personal things that you're preparing for. But the other thing is, uh, was well, was food shortages and then the economic situation that everyone is starting to experience with inflation and food shortages and all the things that are going on. I mean, everything's costing so much more. To meet the need of that desire of people wanting a little bit more information and help in their financial situation and food shortages and, and just thrifty living, uh, really, basically, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I wanted to interview someone who is uh, talking about that on a regular basis. And so uh, Lydia Byler is one of those people that that talks about, that blogs about. She's been doing it for a long time, actually, on the the, the podcast interview. Well, I, she shares that she's been doing it for about 14 years. And so I'm really excited about the, the this topic and the interview and all the things that we talk about. I know that it's going to be a blessing to you. So I'm going to stop talking and jump right into this interview with Lydia Byler of ThriftyFrugalMom.com. Hey, Lydia, welcome to the Prepper Website Podcast. Hi, Todd. Hey, I'm, I'm so glad that you are here talking to us uh, a little bit about Thrifty Living. Uh, I know that I reached out to you a while back from just a survey that a lot of uh, people in the preparedness community were responding to. And one of the, the issues is people are concerned about finances and the economy and having enough food and, and stretching their dollar and all that good stuff. So um, I know that I have you know seen your website. I've, I've linked to your website before and uh, I just... Uh, appreciate the the things that you're doing out there and uh, appreciate you being on here to talk a little bit about living frugally and, uh, you know, kind of get into that. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into thrifty living. Well, I've been married to my husband, um, Vince, for 15 years and we have four children, um, ages five to 13. 
Um, as far as how I've gotten into thrifty living, I've always had a frugal bent, like ever since I can remember as a child, like I was always very careful how I spent my money. I wanted to make sure I got the best deal on things. And it kind of became a joke with my brother who's next older than me because he's not as much that way. And it was always like, yeah, Lydia always has her money for forever, you know, and she, he spends his right away. (laughs) It's just, it's just how, I don't know. It's just how my brain works, I guess. Um, so I've always tended to think about things in terms of whether it's a good value or a good deal. And and that kind of thing. But I, I didn't really get really serious about frugal living um, until we got married. We didn't start out with a lot and um, had to be very mindful of our, uh, our finances. And I sort of became determined to make our tight budget work. And that's when I, I guess, really kind of got into the whole frugal living thing and started getting really creative, like started to think more creatively about things. And it just kind of ballooned from there and grew from there. And I started my blog as sort of a hobby, just as a place to kind of talk about that. And then, I don't know, (laughs) it just got bigger and became my job. And yeah. Do do you find yourself just, um, I mean, is it, is it kind of like a lifestyle now, or is it something you really feel you have to work at? Um, it's more of a lifestyle. I still have to be mindful of it, but because I think because I just naturally neither my husband and I are really spenders if, if you go into the spender and saver sort of thing. Um, but I mean, I like are we are not as tight as we had been. So I find myself sometimes having to stop and be like, okay, do I really need that? Like, you know, is this something I really want to spend my money on? I find myself going there a little bit more than I used to, but I still, I'm just not someone who's quick to spend on things in general. So I think, and I, and I just, I tend to think about saving and using things up and just, I don't know. So Probably a little bit of both, maybe. That, that's cool. It's funny because I think sometimes, you know, you hear about opposites attract and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you'll have like your one spouse is a little bit more of a saver. The other one's a little bit more of a spender. So it's kind of, uh, I guess, different that both of y'all are savers. <laughs> I know. And, and he would, it's funny because we both have our areas that we would be more spendy in, like, and they're very different from each other. But I, I, money has not been something that has been something we fight about. Like we, we kind of laugh about that because we're like, that's one of the things that usually is an issue in marriages. But for us, that has not been an issue. We've had our other issues, but not that one. So um, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> well, in looking at your blog, you know, thrifty, thriftyfrugalmom.com, you're one of the things that, I mean, right now, as I look at it, you have a lot of recipes and ways to stretch, uh, you know, food and, and different things like that, you know, $400 budget menu plan, uh, I think one of the things that kind of, well, you were talking about uh, canning at one point. And one of the things that was at the, at the top, I think, was uh, just frugal, frugal money and, and uh, you know, spending your money and, and different things like that. When you are uh, writing articles and at this current time, you know, where you have a blog, people are connecting with you and, uh, you know, you have a, a popular blog. What types of questions are you getting from your readers and what do most people seem concerned about in your sphere of influence right now? Um, I think, I mean, it's probably no surprise that the last, especially the last several months, um, the biggest thing that I have gotten a lot of comments about and questions about um, is just the area of food costs. And I mean, that's not a surprise with costs, food costs, you know, rising so much. Uh, I mean, that's always been a popular topic on my site, but I feel like especially the last number of months um, and then even over COVID, um, I think that was also kind of a big thing to people because they, they weren't eating out anymore and um, people weren't sure where the economy was going to go either. 
Um, so I, I get a lot of emails from and comments from people expressing their concerns about that and wondering, like thinking of ways to lower their grocery bill and how to feed their family, you know, on a budget, that kind of thing. Um, and then you also mentioned about the canning. I, that is the other thing in the last, especially the last couple of years, I've had a really increased interest in canning recipes, um, which I love because I grew up in a, my mom and grandmother both canned and I grew up doing it. I mean, I love seeing that art come back. Um, and then the other thing kind of along with that is um, I feel like my recipes for what I call convenience foods, like things like homemade bisquick, homemade cream soup, um, Alfredo sauce, chocolate syrup, um, refried beans, those kind of things. Um, those kind of recipes have also become a lot more popular, I think, because people are wanting to make more of their own things. I think, I think it's kind of a mixture of people trying to save money. Um, also wanting to be more self-sustaining and also like wanting to control and know what's in their foods. I think it's a mixture of those things that have all kind of gone into that, but those are the, the, the areas that I've really seen an increase, increase in, um, the last couple of years and the last couple of months. You know, it was, it's funny that you were talking about the different recipes and people, you know, because of the COVID lockdowns and stuff like that, my yes. son, my son was, uh, and it's funny because, you know, he's younger and they get on TikTok and I hate, I hate social media. So I'm like, <laughs> I've never been on TikTok. I don't even know what it looks like uh, other than if somebody shares another video from, from, uh, you know, on another social media platform. But uh, there were, there were people who were making recipes and talking about different things. So yeah, uh, one of the, one of the things we like to eat is Chick-fil-A and he was looking for uh, I, I guess the batter, you know, how to make the oh, batter and yes. in, in doing that kind of stuff. And then how to make the, the Chick-fil-A sauce. And, and it's so simple. It's it's so simple. And he, and like now he does it. And the only thing is he, he drives me nuts because he makes so much of it. I'm like, dude, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to make so much of it, but he'll use all the honey. And I'm like, okay, stop yeah. using my good honey. Go, we're going to go buy the little, little bear honey. So you can use that for the Chick-fil-A sauce. But you know, he got really good at that, you know, and it was like, uh, it, di it didn't have the same exact color, but it tasted exactly like it. And so yes. it, re it really isn't hard to do, you know, make these recipes. No. Well, and I think that's the thing that surprises people often is they are so simple. Many of these things, I, I mean, like literally a lot of the things that I mentioned there take five minutes to mix up. Like they, they just are so simple. Um, and don't take expensive ingredients and, and even just the Chick-fil-A sauce. My kids love that too. And, and we make it and it's, it's so simple. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, uh, why not? <laughs> why not do it? Yeah. Well, why, why, why not do it and, and eat better at home and, and save money, definitely exactly. save money. So um, in, in your experience and in, in reaching, you know, people reaching out to you and on your blog, and, and just kind of the way that you have formulated your lifestyle and the, and the way that you look at things, can you give us a few big ideas and takeaways when it comes to being better prepared financially and living more frugally, uh, you know, the, the things that you have learned, lessons that you've learned over the years? Sure. Um, we're currently able to live debt-free and feel very grateful for that. But I think one of the, the biggest things that's helped us get to this place um, was was being willing to sacrifice and do without, which isn't really a popular concept. <laughs> um, and it's not always a fun concept for sure. Not a fun thing to do um, because we, we like our conveniences. We like to be able to do things that everyone else are doing. You know, you don't like to feel like you're missing out. 
but it really has been key um, to help us get to the point we are. Um, my husband's husband is actually currently in a PhD program and he's been able to go through um, college, like get his degree since we've been married and get to this far and still not have debt just because of, of some of these things that we have done. Um, so I think being able to sacrifice and do without things is, is huge. Um, another thing that I feel like is helpful and I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure how to, um, word this, but diversifying, like, um, not just assuming that if you have a side hustle that you can just spend money, you know, not be careful about your spending in other ways, not just assuming that because you budget, you don't have to be thoughtful about your, your spending or that maybe you shouldn't get a side hustle too. Like, um, I I don't know if that makes sense, but like thinking of multiple ways, like maybe thinking of it more as a lifestyle, maybe that's a good way of putting it. Um, and that's, that's one of the things that I feel like has been also helpful. And then of course, the other thing is something that everyone always says, but the thing of budgeting and living within your means. And I know that's like, (laughs) just like the most basic thing that everyone that talks about money says, but it really is crucial. Um, I I mean, it's, it's been so helpful for us. Um, it is what helped us get ahead financially and then also be able to prepare for emergencies and unexpected circumstances and, yeah, it just, it's just really crucial. Um, but I also, I also want to be clear because I, I feel like the whole topic of money can be sort of a tricky thing to talk about. Um, and I, I want to be clear that like, I know not everyone's circumstances are the same and I know people that have lost a job or they've had major medical issues, you know, things that kind of were out of their control. They couldn't really help. They couldn't foresee. And you know, they're struggling financially. They're, they may be in debt. They may be just barely able to make ends meet. And I guess I always feel like when I talk about these things that I want to clarify that I don't have judgment for people that are struggling to make ends meet or they're in debt, because I know that it's just hard sometimes. And sometimes you're doing everything you can and you still, you know, you're still struggling. Um, so yeah, I I feel like I should clarify that because I, I know it can be a tricky subject and, Um, I just hope like when I talk about these things, I hope that it can be an encouraging thing and help give people ideas and tips and not make people feel like, okay, well, I am not where they are. So I'm not doing it well enough. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's something that comes up in the preparedness community a lot. I mean, you'll see because, because people are at different places. I mean, you have the people Mm -hmm. in preparedness that can go drop $3,000 $3,000 on long-term food storage and they get it delivered, you know, from Amazon or from, you know, legacy foods or whatever they mm-hmm. put it in their closet and they feel like they're, they're prepared. Then you have the other people on the other side who are going to the dollar store. They're looking at articles. I mean, one of the reasons why articles like 25 things to buy at the dollar store, I mean, they're still very popular because people mm-hmm. are going to the dollar store and, and buying things like that. And they're, they're using that to, to prepare. Um, I, I would say, you know, when, when you're when you're struggling like that and you've lost a job um, and you're right in the thick of it, it's really hard to uh, kind of see your way out of it. I mean, there you have to have that desire to just kind of you know, kind of push through and uh, learn as much as you can as far yes. as being frugal, but uh, and and making your money go further along and doing without the sacrifice thing. I think that's, that's important. A lot of the times we, we want to be debt free. We want to be all that stuff we want to, but a lot of the times we don't want to sacrifice <laughs> on, the, on, the, I, I know. <laughs> on the flip side of that, for those that maybe are in a better place right now, or, you know, they're, they're getting by now's the time to prepare for, 
um, an emergency like that or a time when you lose your job. I mean, I've heard from so many people throughout the years that they that they had lost their job, but because they had food storage, they didn't they were able to the little money that was coming in was able to go towards their utility bills or to pay their their rent or their mortgage or whatever it might be. And they didn't have to worry about food. So, you know, a lot of the people that I, I know, I talk to a lot of people, they think they have a mindset of preparedness is like the end of the world as we know it type stuff. But then, you know, life is there's always things that are thrown at us. And if you can prepare for those things now, like you, like you mentioned, like your husband is going through his graduate work and, and not having to go into debt. I did the same thing, but because I, I, we sacrificed and we were in a place financially that we could do that. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think sometimes looking on, it can seem like, oh, it was effortless for people that are at that place. Um, I know when we were in our early years of marriage, when things were extremely tight, like it felt like, oh, like we'll never get there. Like, you know, it it can feel kind of discouraging. Um, But, but yeah, when you, when you just stick at it and keep at it um, often you can get there. I mean, I don't want to say you always can because yeah, some people just seem to have one thing after another that happens. And we've been very fortunate in that way. We, we haven't had a lot of, um, you know, really awful circumstances or calamities. And I'm very grateful, um, grateful for that. But I, as a child, my dad lost his job. Um, I'm trying to think how old I was, but he was, he was struggling to find work for several years. And I remember how tight that was and how hard it was. I could tell like how hard it was on my parents and hearing them talk about it now. And, and things worked out. Like we, we always had food, but it was, it was really, really, really difficult. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing. I had the same exact experience where my dad was without, you know, he sold uh, the family business for a little while. And there was a, a couple of years that were in between that were kind of rocky. And, you know, we didn't go without, but it was, it was rocky. The the things that we normally would have been used to, uh, we didn't, yes. we didn't, we didn't have, and we didn't experience, you know, some of the things, you know, you look at people that are going on vacations and they're, they're, they're you know, on a cruise or whatever, and they're doing all these lavish vacations uh, and it's like, okay, maybe, maybe that's a way that you could save money, you know, not going, <laughs> not going on those different vacations. And sometimes you don't see that side of it, right. Where the people that are saving money and they're, they're trying right. to be a little bit more frugal is they don't do those vacations. They don't do those types of things. They might, they might go on vacation, but it might be a camping trip versus, you know, this big O everybody, you know, get on a plane and go to, go to Europe or whatever. Right, exactly. And and we did very few. The first, I'm trying to think, the first, I don't remember when it was that we actually took a, a real vacation. My <laughs> husband's family lived overseas. And so whenever we were married about a year, or maybe two years in, we went to visit them. Um, but I mean, that was not super expensive because we were staying at their place and everything. Um, but yeah, we just didn't do that for quite a long time. And it was hard because a lot of our friends were, and it seemed awfully, you know, like a huge sacrifice. And I, I struggled. I did. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I was always like, okay, this is all great. Like I, I struggle with it sometimes, but, um, and now I'm very grateful, you know, but, um, yeah, it is, it is difficult. Um, and, and like you said, you don't see the, it's not like people are posting and saying, we aren't going on vacation. We're staying here this year so that we can, you know, people don't do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm doing the staycation. I mean, some people will do the staycation thing, but yes. it's like, it's not, it's not the glamorous thing. No. Um, so one of, one of the things that I know that has been really popular, you know, the, the podcast episodes that have talked about this or the blog post that I've linked to on Prepper website um, 
even even the ones that I shared out on on the Saturday prep that goes out, anything talking about food and and how to save money with food and be more frugal with food and and make your food go further and and all that kind of stuff is is so so popular. So give us some tips for living more frugally in the area of of food and filling our pantry and some things that you have learned and, and that you write about and that you can share with our, our listeners here. Oh, this is the, I love talking about saving money, especially on groceries. So, <laughs> so I love talking about this. Um, I think, I think the first thing that always pops into my mind, and again, this is, if you're used to saving money, this is pretty basic and you're very familiar with this, but shopping the sales and stocking up, like whenever there is a sale, which your audience I'm sure is very familiar with that. If they're, if they're used to, you know, preparation, um, but it is such a great way to save money. And if it's things that you're using regularly, it, it's, it's like a no brainer because you're going to save. Um, I think, I think the one thing, you know, sometimes people are like, well, it's only like 10 cents off or 20 cents off. But if, you, if you're going to be buying it again next month, like why not just go ahead and, and buy that? Plus then you have it on hand, which is really nice. Um, so that's like one of the main big things. Um, but another thing me is, is I think for most people, unless you're not a meat eater, um, meat is usually one of the biggest um, grocery expenses. And I hear people talk about that a lot. Um, on my, in my audience, one of the things that we do is kind of view meat as a side dish instead of a main dish. And it's not that we never eat meat as a main dish, but, um, it's, it's more rare. Like we just, we don't consume a lot of meat at a meal. Typically, um, we love meat, but it's just, it's a way that we can save. And, and so that's, yeah, something we just always have done. Give me, give me an example of what, cause I'll be like, that's yeah. I, I love meat. And like, you, you give me, I mean, you know, you can have, there are different recipes my wife makes that might not have, or, you know, meat or whatever. And it's something that she makes, but like, we wouldn't go all week without that. And it, there's yeah. probably, I mean, there, there could be a time really, really soon that we, you know, we have to experience that. So give me an example of what uh, some recipes maybe that you make that, that, you know, meat is a a side, a side uh, menu item. And that's, that's a good point because it's, it might sound a little bit like what, like, wait a minute. I think, (laughs) I think, I mean, it's not that we never have, well, and I guess the other thing kind of along with this, first of all, is that um, I tend to buy cheap cuts of meat too. Like, so that, that also helps majorly with the whole meat expense. But instead of having meatloaf and potatoes or like um, trying to think of like, you know, maybe chicken, um, chicken breast plain with, you know, potatoes or something. I do a lot of stovetop type dishes. That's kind of my go-to right now, just because they're often quick and easy and really good. And I don't know, it just kind of fits our lifestyle right now. Um, casseroles sometimes too, but, but they might be something like there's a, um, a dish I just posted recently, a recipe I posted recently, um, ground beef and potato skillet. And it has like ground beef and then you dice potatoes and carrots and um, mix it with uh, broth and I think it has tomato paste, I'm trying to remember all the ingredients. And you put a little bit of cream cheese in at the end. It's very hearty, very filling, almost like a shepherd's pie sort of taste. Um, very delicious and it has meat in it, but it's not like that is the star of the dish, if that makes sense. So when I'm talking meat as a side, I'm thinking more as like there's meat in the dish, but it's not necessarily the main feature of the dish. So I do a lot of that. Um, we do some, like there's, there's a lot of skillet dishes that I do that have rice with ground beef or chicken. Um, or I might do, I'll do things like, um, tiki masala or, um, 
oh, what's the butter chicken, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but often when I make things like that, I'll, I'll double like the sauce recipe and then we eat it over rice. And because there's more sauce, it sort of stretches it a bit, if that makes sense, because your rice still gets the flavor without, without um, having, using quite as much meat in each bite, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and, and my kids actually prefer it that way now because that's what they're used to. And they just like the sauciness of the, of the dish. Um, that's, that's a, that's a good point, right? That's one, I guess that I've never really, uh, heard like doubling the sauce and, and putting it over rice. There's a, a frugal recipe like that I have that we experimented with, uh, chunky soup, Campbell's chunky soup. Right. And so uh-huh. I've got, I've got three big boys. Well, back in the day, they were all living at home. I've got one that's married now. But uh, they're all bigger than me, right? But monsters, <laughs> they, they eat ton, tons. And so we were thinking, you know, okay, hey, during a, a collapse or whatever, if we needed a stretch, we would definitely use rice. I mean, I believe in stocking up rice and beans. And mm-hmm. so we would have a lot of rice. So how can we make things stretch further? And it would be pouring a couple of cans of that chicken Campbell's, you know, the, the chunky mm-hmm. soup over over rice in when we had it, you doctor it up a little bit with some seasoning. It, it worked perfectly. But your your point of just making a little bit more of the sauce doubling up works really, really well as well. So that's a good point. Yeah, I do. Like there's a garlic, um, honey, garlic chicken, or maybe it's just, well, I have a honey garlic and then also have a garlic chicken that I make kind of like that as well. And I just always double the sauce. And then um, there's a barbecue chicken that you do with like, um, you bake I and mean, you bake it with, with um, a sauce. And I just always double that. It's just, and that you eat with rice as well. It's just, it's very simple, but it, it, it does just give a lot of flavor. You don't actually think about that. You don't have as much meat. At least we don't. And we do like meat. We do. <laughs> it's not that we don't like it. It's just, I guess we've kind of trained ourselves to not eat quite as much of it maybe. Um, but I know not everyone. I mean, my husband is not like a huge meat person either. He likes meat, but he's not like some guys that just really have to have their meat. So there's that caveat too. So, so d- during the, uh, on, you know, I guess that train of thought, I guess during the, uh, and you you talk about casseroles, I mean, using rice casseroles uh, during the winter time, do you do a lot of soup? We do. We actually love soup. And again, I know some guys kind of hate on soup. So, but my, my family all loves it. Um, I do a lot of soups and there, again, you don't need as much meat in a soup yeah. um, and you can still get a very hearty meal, still have your meat. But it, it's, you know, you can stretch it and you can put a lot of veggies in. And, you know, even my kids that aren't big on veggies, I can often get them to eat more veggies that way, depending how I disguise it, whatever. Um, and that's often a cheaper way to do it. Yeah. You, Another you, thing. You can make soup ahead. out of just, you know, things that are kind of leftover. And yes. Leftover pieces of vegetables and stuff that you, you've kind of frozen. Yes. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead and continue on with uh the tips because I, people don't want to listen to me. They want to listen to you. What, what are the No, tips? it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I enjoy, I enjoyed the dialoguing. Um, and that, well, and just another thing kind of along the meat thing is um, we, we do meatless meals too. some, um, which I didn't grow up eating meatless really at all. And, but I think I kind of started that when we were in our earlier years of marriage, just like, well, I should try that, you know, try to see if I can find some meals that don't take meat. You know, that would help cut my grocery budget. Cause we had a really, really tight budget when we first got married. Um, and so I kind of have come up with just quite a few meatless recipes that we actually really like and like enough that we don't think about that. There aren't meat, there's a no, uh, that there's no meat in them. <laughs> um, so I kind of have a goal of doing one meatless dinner a week. Sometimes it's more, but typically 
we just do one meatless dinner a week, but it helps. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it helps and it's not like, it makes us feel like we're um, not super deprived <laughs> while also, while also um, yeah, saving some money there. So that's, that's another thing that we do that I know um, can feel like a stretch for some people, depending how you're used to eating. All right. They, kind of, well, hold on. You were saying like meatless and I'm like, okay, I'm on your website. And I typed in meatless. You do. You have a lot of, a lot of um, articles. I have come a up. Post. Yeah. 30 easy, easy meatless meals. Like that's it. Okay. Yes. I got to ask you, do you do all of these? <laughs> all Do you eat? No. Do you, you make every single one of these? No, there, there are a couple in there that I did not make. I tried to find recipes. Um, and there's a couple probably that I've, I've started making since I, I posted that too, that aren't on there that I should add. Um, I have not tried quite every recipe on that, that post. I, sometimes I will, if there's a blogger that I know, like another blogger that I know has very reputable, good recipes. Cause I typically am pretty choosy about what recipes I include. Um, if I haven't tried them, um, or if they've had like a lot of really good reviews, then I'll include them. Um, so I have not eaten quite every single one of those recipes, <laughs> um, but I think I can vouch that they're all good. Yeah, they, they, they look good. Just the pictures. I'm, I'm starting to get hungry. So, um, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. No. Um, cooking from scratch, which I may have sort of talked. I can't remember if I mentioned that kind of already in passing, but um, the more you buy like stuff that's pre-cut or pre-made, um, it, it's just going to always cost more. Just whether it's, it's pre-cut veggies or, um, you know, sauces, like I, I typically make my own Alfredo sauce. Um it, that's way cheaper than buying the jarred kind, usually not always, but often, uh, often it's cheaper to, to make your own things like cake mixes. Um, I know that's good for like food storage, but you actually can make your own cake mixes for like really, really cheap. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't actually mix up a cake mix. I just have a cake recipe that I use. That's very easy and ex- inexpensive. It actually doesn't take eggs or um, I'm trying to think, doesn't take eggs, butter or milk. <clears throat> it's kind of a depression era sort of type of recipe, but it's, it's really, really good. Um, so yeah, cooking from scratch, whether it's, it's main dishes or, um, desserts and that kind of thing. We just, we do a lot of cooking from scratch. Um, not that I never, never use prepackaged stuff, but I, I try to avoid it and it's healthier too. Um, so I do that quite a lot. Um, another thing is using, um, store brands. Um, a lot of people, I, I mean, we, I think we all kind of have things probably that we sort of like the name brand on, like we're just kind of, you know, maybe a brand snob on. Um, but I, I have been surprised at how many people are, are scared or nervous to try store brand products. Um, and I'll be honest, like we, we don't have a lot of name brand items that we use. There's a couple things that I'm kind of a bit of a snob on, but I have a funny story that I always think about when it comes to store brands. My mom was uh, very much a mayonnaise like snob <laughs> growing up. She always had to have a brand called Mrs. Filbert's. It was in our area, um, this Mrs. Filbert's brand. And then she and my grandmother, that's all that they used. And they couldn't find that then at one point. And so they were trying to figure out what to do. And they discovered that the craft mayonnaise was, they thought that was about the closest tasting um, thing to the Mrs. Filbert. So they started using the craft mayonnaise. So mom just always had craft mayonnaise. Um, and this was a couple of years after we were married, I was home for one weekend and I was getting something out of the fridge and I saw this um, jar of mayo in the fridge and it was like a store brand mayo. And I was like, wow, that's surprising. I was like, mom, like, I didn't know you started using store brand mayo. And she's like, I haven't. And I said, well, there's a jar here that's like store brand. And she's like, no. And she came over and she was so confused. Like, she's like, I don't know how I have that. (laughs) 
And I just started laughing because I was like, well, obviously you haven't noticed that it tasted different. So it must be fine. And then she had to laugh too. Cause she's like, well, I guess it must taste the same, you know, or similar enough that she didn't think about it. And she's like, I guess I'll start buying the store brand because, you know, she obviously didn't, hadn't thought about it. So why not save the money? So I still have to tease her about that sometimes because um, that's all she uses now is a store brand mayonnaise. But I, I think often, often the items are similar, like very similar in taste. Sometimes, sometimes I've even liked store brand better. Um, and, and my opinion is like, you might as well try it once and at least see, um, you know, if you really hate it, well, then you'll know, but you can often save a lot by just, by just buying the generic um, store brands. And actually I know from my years working in retail that um, a lot of those things are actually made by the same company. We would, we would occasionally have, I worked at CVS pharmacy for a while and we would occasionally have um, items come in that were store brand that were labeled like it was a store brand item, but it had the name brand label had accidentally gotten on it, oh, wow. um, which I found very fascinating. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's another one. Um, I don't know if Aldi, I don't know if you ever talk about Aldi and Lidl at all, or if that's, um, yeah. How familiar you are with those stores. So uh, yeah, um, I, we have an Aldi here, uh, actually a couple of them and I, I've never shopped there. Uh, oh, Todd. I, I know, I know bad, bad Todd. Uh, and everybody tells me, I just, you know, I just have never gone there before. I know that their canned goods are a lot cheaper. I'm going to now after this one, I'm going to have to go take a, take a field trip. I'll have to email you in a week and say, did you get to Aldi yet? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I actually, I am a huge fan of, of Aldi and Lidl. I was not familiar with them until we got married. And then there was one really fairly close to where we lived. And of course, like I said, we were on a really tight budget. And so someone had told me about it. I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. And I was so impressed. Um, and I have like, I have become a huge fan of, of Aldi. I haven't been to Lidl much, but I know that they're very similar. Um, but I like the, the quality of their, their, their food, I feel like is really good. And there's only been maybe one or two items that I have gotten there over the years that I haven't really loved. Um, but I like, I, there's several other things. Um, I'm trying to think of examples. Um, there's been several other things that I've liked. My sister, like she, when her kids were little, she'd buy animal crackers and she actually preferred the Aldi brand over the store brand, like animal crackers. Um, so again, it, it sort of goes back to that generic sort of store brand sort of thing, but I, I, I think it's worth it. And they're, they're considerably cheaper um, overall than compared to the regular grocery store. But even if you don't have, I know not everyone has like an Aldi close by because they are spreading, but I think especially out West, they maybe aren't as common. Um, and I think the other thing you can do is just, if you have several grocery stores in your area, compare prices at them, like of, of items that you would buy typically regularly and just kind of get a feel for which one is cheapest. And you might know that offhand. Um, and then just choosing that one to shop at, even if it's maybe a tiny bit further away or that kind of thing. Um, it can be just another simple way to to spend less overall. And you mentioned food waste. You had already mentioned that about using, you know, scraps for soups and that kind of thing. That is like such a great idea. Um, and again, like food waste is crazy. Like I think especially, I think the U S is like really bad with food waste actually in general um, from things that I've seen. Um, but just getting creative with using up food and find, figuring out ways to avoid food waste, being aware of what you have. Um, I think especially fresh stuff for me, that's the thing that gets me. Like I have to watch that. I, it's so, I try really hard, but every now and then I still have something fresh that spoils on me. I just had some mushrooms that got pushed back to the back of the fridge and I somehow didn't see them. I don't know how I missed it. 
my husband was doing some of the cooking. Maybe that's partly why I don't know, but um, I realized that they're like shriveling up. I'm like, Oh brother, <laughs> like they're, they're kind of getting past their use, their use. Um, I think, um, but just getting creative with that. And I mean, some simple things that I do, if, if you cook a ham, like I know some people just throw out the ham broth, Well, you can actually use it in soups um, in place of chicken broth, especially if you do, it's, it's a little bit saltier. So, you know, you can cut back, like maybe do half chicken broth, half um, ham broth, that kind of thing. But um, it's, you can easily use it for that kind of thing. Stale bread, you can um, toast into croutons, make croutons from it. Um, a lot of people know that you can save bacon grease and use it for things, but I'm always surprised that how many people don't know that. Um, I actually have a whole blog post about, I think it's, I don't remember if it's 40 uses, maybe it's just 20 uses, but it's a lot of uses for bacon grease um, that has been a very popular post. Um, if you have stale crackers, you can crumble them up on top of a casserole and the heat, you know, while it's baking, will kind of crisp them up again, um, saving scraps and putting them in a soup bucket. Um, I got that idea from a, a mom's group that I went to back when my oldest was a, a toddler. Um, they had a speaker that was talking about ways to save. And that was one of the things she said she did. She had a bucket in a freezer and she just would throw like random scraps into it. And then when it was full, she'd make soup with it. And um, I was a little skeptical, but I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And it's actually, it's surprising. Like if it doesn't taste like amazing, you can usually add a few things and, you know, doctor it up. And it, it's shocking, like actually how how good it can be. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another simple way. Um, and then the last thing I thought about was just, um, packing your own lunches and like making your own coffee drinks, that kind of thing. Um, it takes a little bit more effort and sometimes the convenience might be worth paying, you know, the $4 for the $7 for whatever. But, um, if you can packing your own lunches, making your own coffee drinks, can save a lot. Um, I love, I love Frappuccinos, like the frozen kind of coffee things. I'm a, a big frozen coffee fan. Um, and I actually have a couple recipes on my site for frozen coffees and they're, they're really easy to make. Um, and it, it's, it's shocking. Like if you're spending $4 a week on a, like one coffee, um, that's $200 a year, just boom right there that you're, you're spending on coffees. And sometimes for me, it's helpful to think about it in that way. Um, like, well, how much is this a year if I'm doing this? Um, so yeah, that's just another, another thought, um, doing your own, that kind of thing. I think that's all, everything I have for that. Well, the, the thing about coffee too. So I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big coffee drinker and, uh, just recently I've, I've tried to cut back a little bit. Um, my wife, uh, got me a Keurig and we've had Keurig ah. before in the, in the past. Right. But we, uh, I think when I, when I had COVID, she, um, cause I was down for three weeks, uh, mm. everybody, everybody else got it. And then they were good in two days, but I was down for three weeks. <laughs> I think, I think the, the, my new job and everything, it just, my, my stress levels and immune system was down, but, uh, she, she took that time to like, I'm going to, I'm going to get uh, a Keurig. And so <laughs> she got a Keurig and, uh, we've been using it. And then I've been trying to like, I'll drink my coffee here and I won't take anything to work with me. But when I do, I guess the the convenience of having something you can throw away, like I hate having to bring, I know this is stupid. Yeah. People are going to be like, Todd, you're such a wuss. But, <laughs> you know, it's like remembering my coffee cup or, you know, the, the, the thing that I, you know, carry my coffee with to keep it hot. You know, it's like, I hate remembering to take that with me, mm -hmm. you know, back and forth uh, when I do take coffee to work. And that's the only thing that drives me nuts. And so at one point I thought, okay, I'm going to buy 
disposable cups, but coffee cups that you can buy at the mm-hmm. store. But the, you know, those begin to add up too, you know? If so. you can go, I know, I, yeah, I hear you. And I, I'm with you on like not loving to try to remember things. I mean, I, <laughs> I empathize with that actually. But you can, I, I don't know if you have restaurant supply stores close by. I know people that have gotten like the disposable cups. I mean, it's what like small coffee shops and stuff would, you know, get right. like not the chain stores. Um, you can actually get them fairly inexpensively there. So that may be something worth checking out. Um, I mean, you have to get a large quantity, but if you're using them, you know, fairly regularly, it might be worth it. But yeah, it is, it is kind of a pain to remember that. And, and even lunches, like taking all the containers back and forth. I, I was <laughs> tired of that too. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the convenience, you know, maybe the thing, okay, this is the thing we're going to splurge on. It's a, it's fine. Like no judgment there. Um, but it is shocking how quickly it adds up. Yeah. It, go, it goes back to the thing that you were talking about the sacrifice, you know? Yeah. And and again, people are like, Todd, you're such a wuss. It's not that big of a deal, but you know, sometimes you're, I'm carrying a bunch of things to, to the car or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's just one of those things that, that I, it, sometimes it keeps me from taking coffee to work. I guess I would say that, but um, you know, the, the restaurant supply, I guess I'd never really considered just buying a whole big old bulk load of it at the, at the restaurant supply, because even getting it like at Sam's and Costco, those can, that can, that can add up, but you're right. Yes. The restaurant supply. I don't know why we, why I didn't think about that one, but that that's a good well, one. I mean, they, they, and I don't know where all, I mean, it depends kind of where you're living as to how convenient they are, how convenient they are. And I haven't used them much, but I know, I know people that use them for other things too, like paper plates and that kind of thing. They say sometimes they're cheaper at places like that. So I don't know, maybe worth checking out, but, but we, I mean, I'm also okay with like, I I tend to be very frugal, but I'm also, it's okay to splurge sometimes and be like, okay, this is the area I'm just going to splurge in. And that's okay. (laughs) Um, I think we all have those, those areas. We're just kind of like, okay, I don't feel like being bothered with that. So yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So we talked about food, another big area. I know that I've talked about this uh, in the past, but uh, and, and we kind of talked a little bit offline was personal hygiene. So what tips do you have there for uh, personal hygiene? Because that can add up uh, a yes. lot as well, uh, especially for, for, for women. So, mm-hmm. well, what do you have there? Well, I think it, this is something that I haven't thought about as much. I mean, I have, but I, I was telling you offline that it's not something that I have written about a lot. I've put little pieces in here and there on different blog posts, but it was, it was good for me to think about. Um, One of the first things I did think about was making your own um, like foaming hand soap. I love the foaming hand soap because it just, especially when I had kids, it just like my kids would become pump happy, what I call pump happy. And they pump, 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 you know, it's like they have all this soap on their hands and then it would slide off, you know, because they're not paying attention. And I just felt like we went through so much soap. And then I realized you can make your own like foaming hand soap. Um, So basically you just get a, you know, foaming soap bottle. You can just buy one from the store, one that's empty, uh, make your own. And you just put about three fourths of an inch or so of soap in the bottom, regular hand soap, um, fill the rest of it with water and then gently shake it to mix it. And it's that simple. And so it, it makes like a bottle of soap last way longer. Um, and, and with kids, especially it's kind of nice because it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, if they move their hand around, the foam doesn't fall off their hands as quickly as what the slippery regular soap does. Um, so that was one of the first things I thought about. And then I was thinking a bit more and I was like, Oh, another thing that we do, um, is like, I don't know if you've ever thought noticed or if you've ever done this, but whenever you're done with like a tube of toothpaste or a bottle of shampoo or lotion, or I don't know, any of that kind of thing. Um, there's often like some in there that you just can't get out. Like you can't squeeze out or shake out or whatever. 
And um, if you cut that open, it's actually shocking how much is still in there. Like it's, it's really shocking. <laughs> um, and especially if it's an expensive product, like I'm very quick to do that. If it's, it's something really inexpensive, I may not always do it. Um, but if it's an expensive product, I will always do it because I'm, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much is still in there. Um, we've also switched to bar soap. Um, I prefer body wash and I used to do couponing a lot and I could get body wash for free or really, really cheap with my couponing. Um, and so whenever I did coupons, it just, it didn't, yeah, it just made sense to use body wash. It was fine. But, um, we've started, we switched to bar soap and I've gotten used to it. I don't really mind it anymore, but it's, it's much, much cheaper. Um, so that's, that's a simple way that you can save and you can even buy, you know, really nice bar soap and it's, it's cheaper and lasts longer, um, than body wash. If you're willing to do that, um, using less, <laughs> if, if you ever have seen like the commercials, you know, for toothpaste and stuff, they always fill up the whole toothbrush with toothpaste, of course. Um, you don't need that much toothpaste. You just don't. Um, same with shampoo. Like I, one day, this was a couple of years ago, was in the bathroom when my husband was washing his hair and I suddenly was just noticing how much shampoo he was like getting out. I was like, you really don't need that much shampoo. Like it, I mean, you hardly have hair. Like his hair is really short. It's like, you don't need that much. Um, I think with many things like laundry detergent, any of that stuff, often we use more than what we actually need to. And that's been something that has been helpful for me to just pay attention to because it's easy just to be, you know, squirt a bunch of dish soap in the sink or whatever. And, and you don't actually need as much as what you're kind of in the habit of using. Um, but part of it, part of, part of it is like um, just experimenting a little bit, yes. you know, experimenting and seeing what works. I mean, you could you know, wash your clothes and like you said, use a little bit of, of, I've heard people on both sides of it. It's like, yeah, but then your clothes don't really get, clean. And of course, you know, it depends on how soiled your clothes are, yes. that, you know, that you need to, to consider that someone who works in an office might not need as much soap as someone who's, you know, constantly working outside or whatever, or, you know, even if you're, you're throwing stuff in the, the washing machine from, from being outside, working outside during the weekend or whatever. But I, I think part of it is just doing some experimentation and in, in seeing what works for you. That's, that's a really good point. And with the, with the laundry soap, for instance, that made me think about like with I do a load of jeans about once a week. Um, and when I do that, I, I put it on the shorter cycle. Like our washer has, you can do different cycle lengths. I put it on a shorter cycle because of, like they aren't usually, well, it depends. <laughs> I, I guess it depends if my boys have been out like playing hard, they may have grass stains or something, but then I usually pre-treat that somewhat. Um, but th the jeans in general, because of the way we live, they aren't as like dirty as some of our other clothes maybe. And so I often do that on like a, a shorter cycle and I don't use quite as much soap and they get clean. Like even the ones with uh, have some dirt on them will get clean. Um, and there was something else I was thinking about. Maybe that was all I was going to say about that, but yes, like experimenting. I mean, it's, it's not hard to experiment a little bit. Um, and toothpaste, I mean, like for my kids, I just put like a little tiny pea sized amount and it's plenty. Like they don't need, and even for myself, I don't use a whole lot more than that. And it, it, it's fine. Like my teeth feel clean. So, um, it's, it's partly just thinking about that and, and experimenting and figuring out what you, what works buying in bulk again, like, which again, I'm sure, um, your audience is used to thinking about that, but that, that can be such a great way to save if it's something you're using a lot of, even if you buy on Amazon, like even if you're an Amazon shopper, like you can often 
um, do the subscribe and save or buy like multi-packs, that kind of thing. Costco, that kind of thing would be have the, the multi-packs as well um, can save. Making your own can sometimes save. I haven't done a lot of that. Um, I'm not a huge make your own personal care person just because I've always, I don't know. I'm just always like, it might not work, but I have a friend who does it and she's, she makes a lot of her own things. Um, it's, and you have to, you have to weigh them. Like some things may not be cheaper either. So it's kind of paying attention to some of that, but, but well, um, that's well, where. Like when you say make her, make her thing, like, are you talking about like make makeup and cream not, and or what are you talking about? Well, you can do deodorant. Like people make their own deodorants. Um, but like, I was thinking more like um, shampoos, okay. um, soap, laundry detergent. A lot of people do that, of course. And I did that for a while. Um, but then I, I started feeling like it wasn't, we have really hard water. Um, I think two of the places we lived where we currently live as well. It's, it's really, really hard water. And so I, I feel like that makes it less effective. Like some of these things, um, there are people that do some of their own makeup things too. I, again, like I just, I'm not enough of a, I don't know. I just, I, I haven't got into that. <laughs> like it just, it looks a little overwhelming to me, but I know some people really love it. So I'm mentioning it because I know some people like just find that thing really fun to experiment with. Um, Another thing is, um, I don't think this would work for guys as much probably, but for women, um, using conditioner as shaving cream, my sister told me that years ago and I was a bit skeptical, but it, it actually works really well. And I, I mean, the conditioner I use is cheaper than shaving cream. So I, that's, yeah, that's what I do. Um, doing your own haircuts, doing your own, um, nails, facials, all that stuff, of course, is, is typically cheaper if you're, if you're okay with doing it, um, haircuts can be a, a little bit of a, <laughs> a tricky thing, depending. Um, my husband gives himself his hair, a haircut and does our boys as well, which I think is rather amazing because I'm not sure I'd be quite brave enough to try it, but um, he does a great job. But then if you don't like doing that kind of thing, finding a beauty school, like if you don't like doing it yourself, um, a lot of people have really good success finding a beauty school or like a barber school and going there and you can get it done, but just much, much cheaper. So that's another option, um, depending where you're located, that may be a good option. Um, you know, Googling and seeing if you have an option close by. Um, also for women using reusable pads and menstrual cups, that kind of thing is another great, like personal care, um, thing to save money. Um, looking for, if, if there's like a name brand item that you really like, especially if it's an expensive, more of an expensive option. Sometimes it's helpful to Google and just be like, um, Google, I'm trying to think of an idea, but like dupe, like a, finding dupes, like of name brand items that are expensive, finding less expensive dupes and, and a way that you could like, sometimes I'm kind of a little bit like, okay, is it going to be a good option? You know, good alternative. Is it going to be as good as the name brand? But if you, if, if the site has reviews or that's another place where you can pop onto Amazon often and look through reviews and, um, you can pretty easily tell from reviews whether the product is any good or not, but that can be a really good way to save on like even makeup type things, um, facial care, that kind of stuff, like more expensive products, eye creams, that kind of thing, or watching for sales and using reward programs. If, if the brand has a reward program, um, again, simple ways to save on some of the more expensive things. Um, yeah, those are, those are some of the things that popped in my mind whenever I, whenever you had um, given me that question earlier to look at. So I'm, I'm thinking in, in kind of listening to you and, and listening to all, all the things you're talking about, 
you have to be pretty organized. Are you, are you a pretty organized person? Do, would you consider um, yourself? <laughs> it's, it's funny because in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Spatial organization, I'm probably not as much as organized as my, like my husband's superly, super spatially organized. Like he's very good at organizing spaces. But then when it comes to planning things, I, yes, I'm much more organized in that way. Um, which is probably where you're thinking about with this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, do you have any systems there that, that you want to share or hmm. not particularly? I mean, I tend to, well, one thing I do with, with food and with cosmetics, this might be sort of a system. Um, my mom was always, always did this. So I guess I just don't even think about it as being something unusual, but we had a shopping list hanging on the fridge. And as soon as we opened like a new item, whether it was food or, you know, soap or whatever, we were supposed to put it on the the shopping list. So that's kind of what I do. Like if I open a bottle of conditioner and I'm like, okay, that's the last one I have, or maybe I want to always have two on hand or whatever, I will just automatically add it to my shopping list. And if it's something, the advantage of that too, is that I can wait a little bit and watch for a sale then too. Like I can have it on my shopping list. I, I have a shopping list on my phone, like uh, just that I use. Um, and I can have it on there and then just kind of watch for a sale over the next couple of weeks as well. And it helps me be able to have a better chance of getting a cheaper price on it as well. Um, and, and it's helpful too. Like if you're buying something that's maybe not at the grocery store, maybe it's an online store that you like a certain cosmetic or whatever. Again, then it gives you more space to plan for sale and watch for sale. If you're on their email list, you can kind of watch that kind of thing. So I, other than that, I'm trying to think of other systems that I would have. I mean, that's, that's a good one because a lot of the times you hear people will, you know, when you need something, you write it down, you know, so you have that, yes. but, but you're, you're saying that when you open something up, then go ahead and write, write that down. So that's a, I, I, I prefer that too, because I, I hate running out of things. I guess this is like, this is where I'm probably a bit of a prepper. Cause I wouldn't consider myself like a big prepper, but I am, I am a bit because I, I hate not having things on hand or I hate going to make something. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have that. Like, so I do always tend to have like the items that we use regularly. I usually pretty much always have a backup on hand, like one extra on at least one on hand. Um, and some things I have more than that. And as far as like cosmetics, I am, I have never been like someone who wears lots of makeup, does a lot of that kind of thing. So I'm not probably as quick to think about ways to save on that just because I don't use a lot of, of, um, makeup, that kind of thing. I do, I have, um, switched to a lot more clean, clean products, if you know what I mean, but clean products, like, um, sorry, my brain's blanking. More, like, I, I think um, more organic or more. Yes. Yes, exactly. More, more organic that have less chemicals, that kind of thing. Okay. So I have made that more of a focus in the last year or two, just because of some different health things that we were dealing with. And it kind of pushed me, I've been thinking about doing it and it's pushed me to that. So in some ways we spend a bit more, but I feel okay with that because I feel like we're getting products that I feel better about. And I feel like are helping our, helping our health, you know, be better too. Um, so I, I'm, that may not look the most frugal, but it's a choice that we've made to, to spend more on that. And I just try to look for frugal options in that realm, if that makes sense. Yeah. So do you have a system for, for food? I mean, do you, do you create a menu? Uh, do you have, do you go, you know, uh, a week out, um, something along the, I mean, I'm so surprised, you know, my wife and I ran a group home for kids in CPS custody for many, many years. And oh, wow. We, we had, we created, well, the way that they kind of taught us that we had a budget for food, we had budget for, for everything, but we would create a a monthly budget basically. And we would go 
to Sam's and buy a month's worth of stuff. And then hmm. I mean, th- this is before we were in the preparedness. And then we would only go to the grocery store for the basic, uh, the basic stuff, you know, like the, the milk, the bread, the vegetables, that kind of perishables. Stuff. Yeah. The perishables. And I was so surprised that other people didn't take advantage of that. Although, you know, they were like, Hey, this is a great way of doing it. Uh, there were some of the, of the, the parents that would go to the grocery store every single day. And I was like, Ugh. first of all, who, who has time to do that? <laughs> but it re- I mean, that just stuck with me. It's like, that's crazy mm-hmm. to, to do that. And maybe, maybe the, the person who it, it was the, it was the, the father, right? Maybe he was doing it to get out of the house. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe that was his deal, but I'm like, that's just crazy. No one has time for that. Um, you know, what, what is, do you have a system for that? Or, or you just kind of, you know, whatever you feel like making I, this usually surprises people. I do not do strict menu plans. <laughs> I, I have tried different times over the years, but I've, it just doesn't work. I don't know. The thing that I found that helps the most, and I do this somewhat sporadically, I'm not in the habit right now of doing it, but I, um, the thing that has worked the most, if I want to do menus is to make a list of like six, seven meals, like mm-hmm. dinners. Cause we lunch, we kind of have three things we alternate between roughly, Um, and breakfast, we keep kind of simple as well. So dinners, I just would like have six or seven options of things that I knew that I had the food on hand for, or that I was going to buy, you know, on our shopping list. Um, and then, then I would just choose like that day, like that afternoon be like, okay, which of these do I want to make? Um, because I, I think part of what frustrated me with menu planning is sometimes I would plan out my day, like my menu for every day. And I'd come to that day and be like, I'm not even hungry for that tonight. <laughs> and I think it just, it, or my day went different. And I don't know, I just didn't really have the, the time to make it. So having just a list of meals to kind of choose from, then I could be like, okay, which of these appeals to me today? I would work with my you know schedule today. Um, and then I'd go with that. But as a, like right now, I just, I kind of know what I have on hand because I do, I do always have ground beef, sausage, chicken on hand and in my freezer. And one thing I do to help food prep is I will cook up ground beef ahead of time and I will cook up um, chicken ahead of time and like cube it and have it in the freezer, you know, in two cup measurements or that's, that's a size I use a lot or one and a half cup, whatever. Um, And then, then I can just pull that out. And if it's, if it's not soup, if it's something I need it thawed for, I can easily defrost it fairly quickly in the microwave or whatever. Um, Or if I, you know, plan ahead enough, I can get it out and just have it thaw that day. Um, but I, I always have meats on hand and I always have regular pantry staples, potatoes, carrots, you know, just basic pantry staples. So there's like most of the foods that I make take very basic ingredients. And I usually don't, I mean, I usually have the things on hand that I need for them, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how like every week when I shop, I have my, my shopping list. We, we shop once a week. Um, and I have my shopping list and I kind of know my list of items that I always try to keep on hand. And so I just order from that list. And then, you know, I usually look through the cupboard a little bit just to make sure I didn't miss putting something on the list or whatever, whenever I open a new bottle or sometimes my husband's cooking and he won't think to tell me that he used something. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. It's not, it, I mean, like I said, it usually surprises people because they're like, oh, like I thought you would menu plan like really majorly, but I, I actually don't often. <laughs> Well, I mean, that that's sort of a system. You have, a, you know, a handful of recipes that you normally use. And so you buy your items from that. So that that is sort of uh, of a system. You're just not it is. formally saying I'm doing this one on this day and, and you know, so forth. 
So, well, and I and I have a, a wide variety of recipes that I make, but I keep like they all. Yeah. And, and there's a few that sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm hungry for that. I'm going to have to buy that special ingredient that I don't usually keep on hand. And I, I, you know, I will think ahead for some of those things if I'm, you know, interested in making something, but because they, you know, because I tend to cook from scratch and not use a lot of prepared foods and stuff, I don't know, like, but we eat a wide variety of dishes, so I don't okay. know. Um, but yeah, I think it's because I do tend to keep things like I have, I have several cans of, um, diced tomatoes. I have, I don't cook my own dried beans either. So I have several cans of beans, you know, and I have like, I have those things, corn, cans of corn, you know, I have, I have those things on hand. I always have rice on hand. I always have potatoes, you know, so you can do a lot, um, you know, with that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's good. I think a lot, a lot of the times knowing what you can make and having those recipes to kind of pull from is very yes. important because you hear in the preparedness community, it's like, okay, if you're going to the grocery store, you're going to buy one of these then buy an extra one. And so I, I picture a lot of people that have a pantry just full of stuff, but they don't really know how to use it. And that's, hmm. that's the key, mm -hmm. right? Is to be able to, to, to use them in recipes. And, and if you're able to do that, that's a, that's a whole nother level. Well, and I've had readers sometimes ask me like, or even friends, like, you know, can I help them learn my, how I do this? You know, like, what is my system? And I, I, I have a hard time thinking how to flesh it out to actually teach someone how to do it. And it's something I keep rolling around because I've had people, I've had people curious about it and interested in trying to do more of that too. Um, but I just, I'm not quite sure how to translate it into actually teaching someone. So I don't know, maybe eventually I'll have a, <laughs> a course or a webinar or something about it, but I, I haven't ever, yeah, haven't done that so far. Yeah. Your, your course is, uh, six, six meals to always have on hand, or something, <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. You know, I do, oh. I do have something that, that might interest your audience. It's a, um, free Aldi meal plan. Um, it's whenever I wrote it, it was like, it costs $50 a, a week. I'm sure that's gone up some. Um, but that's been a really popular thing and may be helpful for people. Um, if you just go to my site and search Aldi, you know, $50 Aldi meal plan or just Aldi meal plan, it'll pop up. But um, yeah, that has been really, people seem to really find it helpful. So yeah, maybe I should do something, some more things like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that would be helpful. I'm going to, I'm going to go look up your Aldi meal plan. And, and uh, when I go to Aldi, so I can, uh, <laughs> so, so I can look at it all. It might not, it, might not have enough meat, meat in the meals for you though. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to do something about that, but we'll, we, we can do that. All right. So, you know, in, in writing and in talking to people and yourself being, being uh, thrifty, saving money, all that kind of stuff. What are some ways that people are saving money or that could, they could save money that we don't really take advantage of. And, you know, they're, mm. they're the basic ones that a lot of people, you know, will like, like you already mentioned, like, don't, don't go to Starbucks, you know, go to, mm -hmm. go, you know, make your own, whatever, and eat lunch, uh, you know, make your own lunches and, and different things like that. But what are some maybe that people aren't thinking of? I had a hard time thinking of things for this because I think, yeah, a lot of it's stuff that I had mentioned in other um, places, but I think one thing that I do think about is that, I mean, that I often think about is that um, often the small ways of saving money are overlooked by people. I feel like people often are like, oh, that's only going to save me 25 cents. It's not worth it. And sometimes it's not like it, it just may not be worth it. But the thing is like that 25 cents adds up. And when you're saving 25 cents here, 25 cents there, like especially like if you think about it at the grocery store, like, well, you know, that's only 10 cents cheaper this week. You know, is it really worth stocking up on? It might not be, but 
if you're buying 20 items that you're saving 10 cents on, you know, in one shopping trip, I mean, that, that adds up and you do that every week. It just, it snowballs. And so I think, I think just being mindful of that, um, like those small savings do matter actually. And I think, I think maybe partly it's just, it goes back to the mindset thing. Um, having a mindset that, okay, those small savings matter sort of carries over into every aspect of life then. And it sort of makes you just be a little bit more mindful of, I think every purchase, um, in a way that maybe you aren't, if you're like, ah, it doesn't really make a difference. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the only other thing that I could really think of was, was coupons, which, uh, that's kind of a tricky thing. Um, not everyone is into using coupons and they aren't, I don't think they're as helpful as they used to be in certain ways, but even coupons for like restaurants, that kind of thing. If you Google, you can often find, um, coupons for places. And that's, that's something, even if you're shopping online, like, um, Googling, you know, discount code for whatever website you're on, um, shocking how often you can find, um, you know, a 10% off coupon, that kind of thing. So that's another thing that, um, a lot of people don't always think about, um, doing, but it's, it's pretty quick and easy to do. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, when you said that, I guess I, I don't normally do that when we go out to eat, like, is there a, is there a coupon out there that I could use uh, for this specific uh, restaurant? One of the things that we have used in the past is Groupon when we've wanted yes. to do different things. And uh, I haven't, I guess I haven't considered it in a long time. Uh, now that you, you brought that other thing up, I'm like, okay, hey, maybe, maybe Groupon. And sometimes there's some really great deals that maybe you weren't even thinking of, you know, you can go <laughs> ahead and, and take that deal. That's funny because I had just been this, just this week, I was like, I haven't used Groupon in ages. Like I haven't looked at that. Living Social is another one. I, I guess they're still around. Um, and I, same, like I used to find different deals on there, like for restaurants or like activities. Like we, we went mini golfing one time for yep. a song. I don't remember how much it was, but it was very, very cheap with a Groupon deal. And then there was like a discount code that they were offering right then too. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's some of those things you sort of like, there's things like that, that I do. And even the restaurants, like I don't always think about it or I might do it for a while and then I sort of get out of the habit and, and then I'm suddenly like, why am I not doing this? So, I mean, it, it just, yeah, it happens. But I, I think to your point, it all adds up. And if you're, if you're, it's the mindset thing. If you're looking yes. at it at the small little 10 cents here, 20 cents here, even a dollar, it's kind of, it's kind of funny when you're thinking and it's like, and that's only a dollar. Right. But when you mm -hmm. start that, mm -hmm. start to really add it up, the, the comp, you know, just it compounds and uh, you just have no, if you were really good at tracking everything, you could at the end of the year say, okay, hey, this is, yeah. you know, this is how much I actually save. But yeah, a lot of the times we don't, we don't feel that real, that real tangible relief, I guess, you know, where we're able to you say, don't see it, you don't see it, you know, yes. and it's not that big of a deal when you're right in the moment. And I used to early in my earlier years of blogging, I tracked every, like every week I would post on my site my shopping trips, I would, I would detail like what I bought grocery wise, what I saved, what coupons I used. And then at the end of the year, I had fun doing that. I would go through each of those weekly summaries and tally like what I saved with sales, what I saved with coupons. It was shocking. I don't remember figures anymore, but it was like, I saved, I saved a thousand at least. I'm thinking it was more than like, I'm thinking it was a couple thousand most years. It was, it was amazing. Um, you know, but when you just when you're doing it every week, you don't always think about it because it seems like it's not that much. Another thing I just thought about really quickly here that I hadn't thought I hadn't mentioned, but um, another just kind of thing that maybe people don't always think about is buying used. Uh, um, you can save so much buying used. 
Um, and with Facebook marketplace and places like that, it's, it's yeah, shockingly easy anymore to find things used. And we do that quite a lot. Um, whether it's toys for our kids, whether, I don't know, we just, we, we buy a lot of stuff used. And I think that's something in cars, like we have never bought a new car, um, because they lose value so quickly. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just, we're big fans of used things. It's funny you say that because we were talking about some new furniture for our backyard and uh, I, I've always been really lucky. I found really great deals and, and they were hmm. you know, new, but mm-hmm. I found really great deals. And uh, I was, uh, I've, I've been doing, I hate social media. I know that I already said that, but I've been doing some <laughs> experiments. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Facebook and Instagram are throttling me back. So I, I just wanted to make sure. And so I was doing some experiments, but I was on Facebook and Facebook marketplace popped up. And there was, you know, outdoor furniture, like it looked brand new and they were just mm-hmm. wanting to get rid of it. It was like $25 or something like that. Wow. And I was like, man, it, I could have jumped on that. But some, you know, there was already two people ahead of me like, hey, I want it. And then the next person was like, if they don't want it, I want it. And uh, yeah, you just got to find the right deal. But there's a lot of deals out there. And that is the thing. It takes time. And sometimes you don't have the time. I'm like, it's it can be a, yeah, it can be. Some seasons of life, you just simply don't have the time. It's easier just to spend the money buying new. And I get that too. Like that's, There's been seasons where we've been a little bit more like, it's not as worth it right now. Um, so yeah, definitely. But if you if you can, um, it's definitely worth checking into it. I, w- I want to end on this last question. Uh, it's something that I talk about a lot. And uh, I wanted to ask you, and maybe you could share your thoughts and ideas. Having extra money come in can really increase and help your monthly budget to be able to, to get the things that you need and, and all those kinds of things. You know, I guess we get caught up in the rat race as far as I have my job. This is the money that's coming in and that's all that's coming in. And I do my job. I come home, uh, watch TV, you know, sleep and do it all over again. But I'm a big believer in doing side, side hustles, micro mm-hmm. businesses, those different kinds of things to bring in extra money. I've seen what that has done for my own monthly budget and how that has helped me to even just be better prepared and and buy the things that I wanted to to get prepared and it didn't I didn't affect my 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 our own monthly budget because I was using stuff that I was uh, earning f- with the side hustle. Well, so, what are some ways that you would suggest that people earn extra money? I mean, is I, I know that, you know, you, maybe you can speak to the blogging aspect of it. it has it been worth it for hmm. you over the years to do a blog? And then maybe any other ideas that you might have? Hmm. Uh, well, as far as blogging, like it started out very much as a hobby for me. And then I actually, my site was on Parents Magazine for several years. That's when I kind of started making money from it. They, they had contacted me. And so those years, it was definitely more worth it because the, the years I was doing it before that were just hobby. And it was like, just something fun. I made a couple dollars here and there, but it was, it was not worth my time. Um, if I was doing it, you know, for income, um, but it has definitely become, I mean, like it's, it's what has supported our family. Now we have a bit of a, a side income coming in, but for several years, we were living off the income from my blog. Um, when my, my husband was doing his master's. Um, so it's definitely become very profitable for me but it's a lot of work too. And I mean, there were years where I was putting time into it where I didn't really get my money back. If that makes sense. I mean, you know, the money, it wasn't worth my time. And as far as the income Um, and blogging is very competitive. Um, But I mean, I think people can still make money from blogs, but I think the important thing is to go into it, not 
with the expectation that it's going to be a lot of work because I think sometimes people think, oh, this is an easy way to make money, you know, but you can't just throw a blog post up and expect to get eyes on it. Like it just, it takes a lot of work. Um, but I love it. And I, I recommend it if it's something you're interested in. And there's lots of, um, the advantage is now there's lots of free courses and things available too, if, if that is something people are interested in. Um, when I started, there wasn't much of that. So um, that's the advantage of it. When it comes to like earning money in side hustles and stuff, it's always tricky for me because it varies so much on how much time people have and like what their abilities are, that kind of thing, their skills. So I always struggle a little bit knowing um, what to suggest for people. Um, but there, the, several of the ideas that I, I have a blog post about some side hustles and several, I mean, I just thought I'd go over a couple of those ideas. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with Instacart or not, but it's like a um, basically a, a, a program that you can shop for groceries through like your local grocery store and then Instacart will deliver them to you. Um, and you can actually become an Instacart shopper where you actually sign up and you go do these, buy groceries for people and deliver it to them um, essentially. And I ha have had some friends that have done that. And it, again, there's some tricks to it. Um, I have a blog post on my site. Actually, I thought, forgot about that, but a friend who, who did it um, for quite a while, she wrote a blog post for me talking about like the tips and things that she discovered to help her be more successful and be able to do well with it. Um, but that's something you can kind of do here and there as you have time. So that's the nice thing, but it's a bit more flexible than some things. Um, we have friends that rent out an unused room in their house on Airbnb. Um, they also, whenever they're going away on a vacation, they will rent out their home on Airbnb and like basically cover the cost of their vacation um, by doing that. So that's, that's another option that people um, could possibly do. Um, virtual assistant work. I don't know if you're familiar with the term VA um, work, but that's, that's a pretty big thing, especially um, in my realm where, you know, with blogging, a lot of bloggers um, use VAs and that can vary from anything from secretarial type tasks, like doing secretary type things um, to managing social media accounts for people to writing blog posts for bloggers, like a huge wide range. Um, but again, that's something that, that often can be worked in, you know, evenings or weekends possibly, um, which works really well for someone just wanting a side hustle. Um, another thing that I know people that have done um, teaching English as a second language, um, there's a site called VIP Kid that if you have a bachelor's degree, you can teach English through them. And it's, it's fairly... My memory says it's fairly good paying as well. Um, I think probably the most important thing is that you have to be fairly consistent because I think your class would be at the same time every week. Um, so that would be maybe the trickiest bit about it. But there's people that do that um, as a side hustle and, and do fairly well with it. Um, if you're into graphic design or like tech things, writing, um, a place like Fiverr. You can, you can um, do that. And again, that would be something that you could kind of work around whenever you wanted. Um, it's a lot more flexible than some things. Another thing, um, if you enjoy photography, um, food bloggers, I, I have some people that do my food photography, my recipe photography anymore, but that's a huge thing um, anymore. Like a lot of bloggers are just too busy and don't want to do their own recipe photography. And there's actually a course, um, it's called Pretty Focused. Um, if you Google that, you should be able to find it, but it's a course that teaches you how to do recipe photography and you can make a good amount of money from it. It's not, it's, it's, yeah. It, if you enjoy photography, enjoy cooking might be a good fit. 
Um, other than that, like, I just like the thing that we have done is just tried to think of opportunities for a while. We were cleaning our church. Actually, they were paying, um, like wanted to pay someone to clean and wondered if anyone was interested. This was when we were early in our early, in the early years of our marriage and neither of us like cleaning, but it was like, well, this is something we can do. It doesn't take that long and we can make a little extra money. So we did that for probably close to two years. Um, my husband, for a while, there was a, a car dealership that um, we knew about that had um, like older cars come in and they weren't always sure what to do with them. And I'm not even sure how my husband made the connection. I think maybe we bought a car there and he got talking to the owners. I don't remember, but we lived in Philadelphia at the time. And so he would, whenever they would have a, a cheaper car like that, they didn't really want to clean up and take the time to, to um, make look nice. He would buy it from them and then take it down to Philadelphia and clean it up. We had uh, a neighbor that actually did car detailing. He would detail it for us. And then my husband would resell it on um, Craigslist. And he, he did quite well with it. And he doesn't even like cars. That's the funny part. Um, <laughs> he, he does not enjoy cars and stuff, but he did really well with it. And he, they, they were, they were solid cars. He would make sure of that and make sure he wasn't just getting lemon type things. It was the people that owned the business were um, very reputable and we could trust them. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know, just getting creative acquaintance that we know repairs bikes. He, he knows how to do bike, take care of bikes. So he has a little side business of repairing bikes. Um, I have several friends that go to thrift stores and buy name brand items and resell them online and do quite well with it. <laughs> a friend from back years ago actually started a business of picking up dog poop in people's yards, <laughs> which blew my mind, <laughs> but he actually, like it, it was actually really um, lucrative and, and yeah, like he made good money doing it. Um, so I think just like, yeah, getting creative and thinking about what you're good at, you know, maybe you're good at decorating cakes. Can you start doing birthday cakes for people? Um, you know, maybe it's as simple as mowing grass for your neighbors um, in the evenings or weekends. You know, I don't know, like just getting really creative, I think can, can often kind of um, be the start of it too. Yeah, that's uh, you, you've given us a lot of great ideas there. Uh, I know that I've shared a few of them, but you've given us a lot more ideas there that uh, the people can 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 do. And I guess it does take a desire to not want to just sit around. I mean, I, and I completely understand that coming mm. home, coming home. Sometimes it's like I, I can't do anything else, but just I just need to sit down and kind of decompress but then I know that I've got the the podcast, I've got the website, um, and then I've got the church, and so I'm doing doing things there. So I stay pretty busy uh, a lot of the times. But you know, it's just that that desire of uh, I need to earn a little bit more money for my for my monthly budget, and that you know, what would fifty dollars, a hundred dollars more a month, what would that do for me and for my family? And so seeing it that way, I think would be uh, really beneficial. So. Yes. Well, I think if, if you can, if you can find something you enjoy too, I think that's where, if it's something that, I mean, sometimes it's not like when we clean the church, neither of us enjoyed it. <laughs> it was just because we knew that we kind of needed the extra money. Um, but that's where, if you can find something, I mean, the idea was finding something that matches your skills and abilities that you actually can like kind of, it, it may feel like work, but it also feels sort of fun. If that makes sense. Um, I think that's ideal. Um, because yeah, you don't also don't want to get burnt out either. Like that's, that's no fun. And I've been there. I unfortunately have been there, um, before, so it is, it is tricky. You're, you're, you're right on that. Got to be careful. Take care of yourself. Well, Lydia, yes. I, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to hang with us and, and share 
uh, ways that we can be a little bit more frugal, save money and, and all those good things. Tell us how people can connect with you if they, if they want to connect with you on a deeper level. Sure. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Um, my, my site is probably the easiest way to, to connect. It's thriftyfrugalmom.com. And I, I am not very active on social media. I do post on Facebook, but I'm not super active there. Um, and I do have a newsletter that I send out once a week, um, kind of usually just with like blog posts that I have shared um, in the past or my new blog posts, I'll publish them in my newsletter as well. So that's an easy way to just kind of keep tabs on what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, probably the best way is just to, to visit my site if this kind of thing interests you. Love to have you visit. So it's a, it's a great site, a lot of good stuff. It's laid out really nice. And uh, for those that are wanting to uh, dig a little bit deeper into definitely food, I see a lot of food right now. So I'm like, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry, but there's, uh, <laughs> you mentioned a lot of other things. So the search bar is like right at the top. And so you yes. can quickly do a search and find a, a whole bunch. How long have you been blogging? Just really quick. Well, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I started, I, it would have been, it's been almost 14, no, 13 years. Oh, wow. It's, it's around 13 years. I started it as a hobby when my son, it might be closer to 14. Oh, um, I'm rusty on it. But yeah, it's been, I'm kind of a dinosaur <laughs> in the blogging realm. And like I said, initially it was just very much a hobby. So, I mean, some, a lot of my posts, most of my posts are not that old because they were, the style of blogging then was quite different. Um, but yeah, I've been, been around for quite a while. So <laughs> well, you, you have a lot of content on there. Yeah, a, a fair bit. Um, some of the things like some of my shopping stuff that I used to do, I don't, I don't have published anymore, but yeah, quite, quite a lot of content. Awesome. Awesome. Lydia, thanks again so much for, uh, for coming onto the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. God bless. All right. Thanks again, Lydia, for taking the time to hang out with us and share your knowledge about living more frugally. Greatly appreciate it. Hey guys, go check out her website, thriftyfrugalmom.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can easily jump over there. Well, that is it for episode 743. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles of the very best preparedness content out there. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.